sound of the horn. Welcome to an all-new Clipcast. I'm your host, Chris Kowile, taking the night off for personal reasons <laughs> with me. As always, Burbank. Hank, everybody. Oh, Henry Dippman. Clippers Nation, if there's one thing that I am always ready to do is admit when I was wrong. I admit when I was wrong. I was okay. wrong. I was wrong. You, Why were you, you wrong? Because a few clipcasts ago I said, you are yeah. never going to see Bob Covington play a game for the Clippers. <laughs> yeah, you were. I oh said, God, you were wrong. I was wrong. Did we ever see Bob Covington play a game for the Clippers? Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, Bob. Oh, B-O-B, but he spells it backwards. Bob Covington. Oh, my gosh. I mean, is a it perfect- still... Go ahead. Go ahead. Tell him. Tell him. A perfect seven from seven from three. Last game, Nico Batum, eight for 10 from three. These are the two games where Marcus Morris has been put in the penalty box, been voted off the island. Marcus Morris, that's a wrap. On Marcus, yeah, that's Morris, got that's got to be education reform it. now senior. And how did you like? How did you like Bob Covington getting his seventh three as the nail hey, in the coffin? Like the game was oh, over, yeah. like a two minutes left in the game, and he drained another three. Twenty-seven big points. Oh, big ones! And three great steals. You got to like those steals as well. I like the two steals from Russell Westbrook. I like the thirty-six. Points. Oh my lord! From Russell Westbrook. Wait. I like the tennis. Tennis. I believe it was only two turnovers. Only two turnovers. I think he had two steals. I don't know how many blocks he had. I don't have the line in front of me. Oh, tonight do you zero have, do you steals. Have the stats? Zero steals because two blocks. Because, That's what it was. Because two one blocks. of the steals in the fourth quarter actually looked like it was really technically a block. Uh, although two to blocks. me, to me two it was blocks. Like a steal. Yeah, but oh my gosh. Come Do you on. have the line in front of you? I'm curious yeah. what Russell Westbrook and Robert Covington combined shot for three tonight. Russell Westbrook, who people will tell you, oh, everybody will just give him all the room in the world to shoot from three. He can't shoot. We'll call him Russell Westbrook because he can't shoot the three. So Russell Westbrook and Bob Covington, what did they combine tonight for three? Well, I will first of all tell you that on their 28 field goal attempts, this is field mm. goal attempts. Right. They, Between the two of them. They scored 22 mm-hmm. points. Oh, 22, 22 makes. 22, 22 makes 22 out of makes, 28 22 takes. makes of the 28 takes. But from ooh, three, ooh, ooh, ooh. they uh-huh. went 12 for 12. <laughs> like they made... They made more than half of the Clippers' threes. Uh, I, by the way, in the past four games, the Clippers as a team are shooting 50% from three. 59 do you tonight. Know the, 59 do you tonight. Do know the last time the Clippers won without Kawhi Leonard or Paul George? No, I don't know. It was in November. Oh, it Lord. was not even in 2023. It was a long time ago. Oh, I like it. You love it. I love it. And also, by the way, with tonight's W, I believe we are now, that's 41 wins for the good guys. I believe that's 41 wins for the good guys. Five games over 500, I believe. No, that's I correct. 40, no, that's correct. 41 and 36, 20 and 18 away. 
You like it. The last losing season for the Los Angeles Clippers, who Sports Illustrated said was the worst franchise in sports history not that long ago. The last losing season was Blake Griffin's rookie year. God, that's beautiful. It's been 12, a beautiful dirty dozen, 12 years of getting not more losses than wins. And you and I sat through oh, I don't know, many. eight or nine out of ten losing seasons so our first many, decade. Dude. Oh my gosh. And not and not holders. near and not close to winning. No. Not no. close to five hundred. It was one seasons, season we were close to five hundred. It was oh seven. Oh six we were over five hundred. Sam Cassell comes in, leads us to our first ever series win or something crazy. Go to game seven, round two, and we lose to the Suns. And then literally it's a losing season, 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 which leads to drafting Blake Griffin, rookie of the year, slam dunk contest winner, all-star, game changer in a losing season his rookie year. And remember there was that phantom year. He didn't play because he didn't play. He didn't play his rookie year. And then his other rookie year, his true rookie year, or whatever you want to call it, his second year in the league after sitting for an entire year, it's a losing effort. And then we get Chris Paul and then the winning begins, and it hasn't stopped. And we're one win away from our 12th winning season, which is going to happen out of these next five. What a huge W tonight Buddy, it's a, in Memphis. It's, it's an especially huge W because we handed Memphis only their sixth loss at home. Oh, this is only God. the sixth wow. time they have lost in that building. They had and, won seven in a row. We're about to play them again. We're about to play them again. Friday, Friday night. And, Friday. We, and we don't have to worry about our guys being exhausted from being out on the town because Memphis sucks. <laughs> I know. Nashville is great. If it was oh, the Nashville Grizzlies, oh, we'd be in it's trouble. It's great. But, buddy, but, tonight we got the Chris Wilde seven-pack. Oh, a bonus beer for good behavior. And, frankly, we would have gotten the eight-pack, except Nick Batum went one of five from three. But you can't blame him. So he used up all his threes versus the Bulls. You cannot blame him. All his threes versus the Bulls. And also, what's great is when Batum, who should have started for Morris, I don't know, months ago. Okay. When Batum has an off night, Bob Covington will light you up. And we're going to see a great night from both coming up. Guarantee it. Book it. Put it in ink. There's it's so just, much to talk about. It's just working. Do you know how much has happened since our last clip? Cast? Oh my gosh, so much. And we and we tried to do it this weekend, but we had family stuff and we had work stuff and things got no, in the way. It was all, it's all big shot Hollywood superstar showbiz. No, it's it was great. All we're lucky to be stuff. we're lucky to be working actors. We I love disagree. It. I don't think it's luck. I think it's skill at this point. <laughs> I think luck has nothing. Yeah, I guess to so. With it. Fifty combined years in the business. It's, it's like be. it's like saying it's like saying the Clippers. Ah, it was just twelve lucky winning seasons. Had luck for 12 oh, straight God. years of winning basketball, longest active winning season streak in the NBA. The only one who's done it in the NBA this uh, decade, uh, you had to go to other professional sports to find teams that are that winning. So everybody likes to call the Clips the lovable losers, but I'm here to tell you, it's over a decade of winning basketball. And we've been here for all of it. This is our 11th season. Oh, my gosh. We started back in 2012 with Vinny Del Negro as coach, for God's sake. That's how long ago. Nobody remembers that guy. So much has happened in the past eight, nine days since we last clipcasted. 
There's been the good, there's been the bad, there's been the ugly. What do you want to talk about first, the good, the bad, or the ugly? No, dealer's choice. Lead us off, buddy. Let's talk. Well, I'll talk about the good. The 360-degree in-game spectacular slam dunk from Paul George. Uh, Maybe his greatest dunk in his career in-game. And that very same oh, night. Oh no! Have we, not, have we not? Have we not clip casted? Have we not clip casted? Since Paul George oh, has gone down, brother. The sorry Since PG has gone oh, down, brother. Oh god! Now we have to relive it. Oh. Well, I mean, we don't have to spend too Paul long. Paul George, it, as you must know by now, Clippers Nation. Paul sure. George is out, but but mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. we make a good, strong playoff run, they say. He could be oh, back yeah. by the second series or even the third, but possibly by the second series, which I was not oh, necessarily. I, 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 P.S. P.S. What? I P.S. Uh, he could come back round one. Don't 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 listen to we the might Twitter not need haters. Him to. Don't listen. We might not to need him to. The gloomy Gus's in the Doomsday Parade. He very well could be back round one. It's true. It's true, Hank. Well, it's I, true. Your lips to God's ears. I'd love it, but I mean, we're but, looking pretty but it strong. Looked like, I mean. His knee bent the wrong way, and it could have very well been that's a wash on Paul George. He's got to go get surgery. He's not back till somewhere in the middle of next season, and it twerned, twasn't. It ain't that. Thank you, basketball gods. Thank you. Well, no, yeah, that's true. And it was and it was gnarly. We were not happy campers oh. texting each other watching the game on TV. We were unhappy. You told me, and I quote. You went to a dark place, bro. You did. You went to a dark place. <laughs> I did. You did. I did. Well, it was to frightening. His knee bent about three inches in the wrong direction. Oh, it was so brutal. The, the knee doesn't bend that way. No, it doesn't. You, you, everyone, everyone out there has knees. So if you're sitting right yeah, now, try dear it. listener, oh, I'll try it too. If you're sitting, dear listener, do you see how the the knee bends the right way? And then when you stand. It can't bend any further. That's the limit. It goes straight or it bends 90 degrees, some all the way to 180 when they're sitting. Okay, kneeling, if you will. But I'll tell you one direction it don't bend is the way that Paul George's oh, knee bent. God, it was brutal and I almost puked. It was, it, it was not as bad as that <laughs> Team USA injury from PG, and it wasn't as bad as Sean Livingston's injury. Oh, Lord, nothing But luckily, I, I was live in the stadium – and they did not replay it on the Jumbotron because they knew I would have puked. You would have puked. <laughs> now, here's the karma. A lot of people call puking, I don't know if you've ever heard this, but they say it. They say you vomited, you puked, you blew chunks, you hurled, or you ralphed. And here's the good. Here's the great. Ralph Lawler. Oh, me, oh, my. Settle down, Mike Smith. Holy smokers. Bingo! First to 100 wins, it's the law. Ralph Lawler, longtime announcer for the Clippers, he liked my tweet. Oh, that's Hank. nice. He liked LA Clipcast's tweet. Well, technically, he hearted it. Maybe and he it's loved listed it. as he a didn't like. like it. He Thank you. It. When I heart you, that doesn't mean, oh, I like you. That means I love you. I, I heart Burbank Hank. I heart him. With all my likability? No. I heart him with all my heart because I love him. I love you, pal. I know, buddy. I love you, too. Well, you love me much like Ralph Lawler loves my tweet. <laughs> Would you like to hear the tweet? 
the tweet that Ralph Lawler would not stop gushing over. Yeah, I feel yes. sa- I feel bad for Sweet Joe. She's she's probably like Ralph. Shut, shut TFU. up about Clipcast's tweet. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. So I wrote. Okay, this was this thing that I was doing about best former Clipper ever. And here's the thing about Twitter: it's all about recency bias. Okay, and I also know my audience. So the four choices that I put up there. Do you remember this tweet that I put up there at all? Do you do you want to do you want to guess the four choices? No, I know. I want. I, you, I just want you to read it. I just want you to read it. Okay, I asked Clipper Nation who's the best former Clipper all time because it was right after Patrick Beverly. And the Bulls beat the L word, and he taunted LeBron, calling him too small. Okay, I tweeted out greatest former Clipper ever question mark, and then it led me to the Ask Clips Nation tweet: Who's the greatest former Clipper ever? Blake Griffin, Patrick Beverly, Lou Williams, or Jamal Crawford? All four fan favorites. Well, Blake Griffin won that handily, but I had a lot of chirping, like, "What about Chris Paul?" I could have put Chris Paul on that list. He would not have won. I can do it again. And people are saying, how about X, Y, Z? Why didn't you put blah, blah, blah? So I tweeted, Bob McAdoo, Bill Walton, Paul Pierce, Dominique Wilkins, Grant Hill, Chauncey Billups, World Be Free, Norm Nixon, Elton Brand, Sam Cassell. There's a long list of great guys, and some gave us good to great seasons. And then Ralph Lawler. Hits that heart button. He goes, hey, hey, sweet Joe, come over here and take a look at this. Okay? <laughs> Watch me like this guy's tweet. You'll love it. <laughs> you mean love, honey boo? That's right, sweet Joe. That's right. You call me now honey this boo mustache again. mustache isn't going to comb itself. Sweet Joe, blow on my mustache. Sweet Joe, blow on my mustache as worst, I heart more this tweets. This is the worst <laughs> moment of Clipcast in 11 seasons. <laughs> <laughs> Which is saying something. <laughs> now... He hadn't hearted a tweet or asked Sweet Joe to blow in his mustache for a week. The last tweet he liked was March 22nd from some joker named Ricky Chu at Rick Daddy, that joker. (laughs) Where he loved a tweet from Ricky, which was a picture eight years ago with the great Ralph Lawler, and Ricky's leaning over holding a boxed basketball, and there's Lawler with his mustache and his teeth and his glasses just daydreaming about eight years from now when he finally truly loves Twitter and my tweet. All right, so there's so much more to talk about. I promise, Hank. Okay, Brian Seaman, who I think honestly is better than Ralph Lawler. I think Brian Seaman, you know what the Clippers need? The Clippers need wind in their sails, and they need able-bodied seamen to operate the Clipper ship. Seamen, watermen. Do you understand what I'm saying? I get it. I totally get it. Brian Seaman, and you heard it on the broadcast, he referred to Ivica Zubats during Croatian Heritage Night. Christina Pink was talking about Croatian Heritage Night, talking about Ivica Zubats, and... She cuts back to, she throws over to Brian Seaman, the voice of the Clippers, and Brian Seaman says, they don't call him the Croatian sensation for nothing, Christina. He said the thing! He said the thing! I know, and he said Christina, but I think we both know he was referring to you. (laughs) Well, he does call me Christina A lot of people do. Christina Kawhi. A lot of people do, buddy. Now, I may or may not have hounded the man to use you the term Croatian You hounded him. Sensation. You wouldn't leave him alone. 
<laughs> but I hadn't for a while. At until least five that minutes. Day. At least five <laughs> minutes. Oh. oh my gosh. Oh man. And then look, and then of course the thing that we just kind of glossed over. You know, Mook's gone, and it's crazy. Like it, it like Mook's gone. And they say it's health and safety protocols, but everyone is talking. The NBA world is talking. Clipper Nation is talking. He's done. He's not. He's. They're calling it health and safety protocols, but I'm here to tell you the guy does not have COVID-19. He's done. He's at home. He's not even suiting yeah, up. I mean, he's he, not even on the bench. You might argue, you might argue, and I. there's been some rumors here and there. Was it a front office decision? What was the final thing? 100% was. Was the, was the straw <laughs> that broke the camel's back the triple single he pulled versus the Pelicans where he had two points, two, two points, two rebounds, one assist? I, a game I mean, we needed to win, Hank. We, that would have been a big win for us. Yeah. That would have been we a big win for win. us. And obviously the Pelicans are our kryptonite a little bit. They have a tendency to and beat nuggets, us yes. when we're playing hot. But in a game where one, two, three, four, five, six, seven players go into double digits, you want that guy to do better. And that that just oh. was that was just it. That was the end. And it but and it's not even in a game you want the man to do better. He hasn't done well since the first month of the season. No, and in the same game, Bob Covington went three for three from three. Right. And so you go, okay. And got two steals. Right. Right. So. So um, I'm hearing a lot of talk, a lot of chatter about a front office versus a coaching staff, okay? Oh. So – that's what we're hearing. We're hearing Balmer spoke to a group of fans at the Intuit Dome, didn't mention Ty Lue, but mentioned Lawrence Frank, mentioned Jerry West, mentioned, of course, the great Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. And I'm here to tell you, the front office has done a bang-up job. And Ty Lue, excluding this season, this P.S., it's a winning season, so... I'm going to talk in circles here, and I apologize. We all wanted a 60-win season. I certainly have been hemming and hawing about it. It it hasn't happened for this franchise ever. We've never had a 60-win season. But certainly this team was capable of a 50-win season. Easily could have gone 50 and 32, but we didn't. And a lot of people are saying, well, that's a disappointing season. This is the deepest team in the NBA. We should be a top three seed, and we're not. So everyone is blaming coach and Tyloo did a phenomenal job his first season obviously took the team as far as they've ever been ever in franchise history to our first ever final four first ever western conference finals we all know what happened Kawhi went down game two round excuse me game four round two 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 and then Paul George takes over Reggie Jackson takes over Terrence Mann takes over it was great it was Paul George who led the team but we didn't have it in the western conference finals and Chris Paul's hated sons kept facing busted opponents all the way to the finals. They faced a healthy whoever who beat them handily. Ty Lue did a great job that season. Last season, Ty Lue did a great job because he didn't have Kawhi the whole season. And we had the most 20-point comebacks, I think, in NBA history, but certainly of any NBA team last season. And everybody loved the nutty, gutty Clippers. But I hated last season personally. Obviously, I clipcasted throughout, but I we didn't make it. We didn't make the postseason, and and that's only something we've done twice in the past 11 years is not make the postseason. Now, the 
previous time there was no play-in tournament, and it was like a 42-40 and 40 Doc Rivers, DeAndre Jordan rebuild-ish year. That sucked. I hated that year, too. I hated last year. I don't, I don't like gutty teams that, that get knocked out of the play-in tournament and drop 0-2. I didn't like Paul George getting COVID and not being available for that game against the hated Pelicans, who are 8-1 and one out of their last nine versus the Clippers. So, yes, they're our kryptonite. And the Denver Nuggets are 9-1 and one in the last 10 versus the Clippers. So, yes, they're our kryptonite. And I think this team will desperately try to avoid Denver Nuggets as long as possible. Hell, we might try to avoid the New Orleans Pelicans as long as possible. But we've got them one more time in New Orleans Saturday night, and that is a big statement game. Oh, night. it's a big game. Friday night at Memphis. It's Saturday a big game. You want to prove that it wasn't a fluke. They did. Memphis was coming off of a back to back the night before. So yep. they have some reason to still believe in themselves. Uh, but we're, we are tied with Phoenix, basically. Yes. I mean, it's weird to me that we're tied with Phoenix. We, we have one more win, but we also have one more loss. That's right. Uh, but another win against Memphis doesn't it doesn't hurt Memphis any. They're way ahead of the Kings. But mm-hmm. man, does it ever really help us if we could get up into that four slot? <laughs> we like it, you know. You have some home. We co- won to have home when court we advantage. To. to have home court advantage over Phoenix would be amazing. For sure, oh, it'd be incredible. It would. It would be absolutely incredible. Here's something interesting, Hank. Phoenix Suns trade for Kevin Durant. It was crazy, right? That We all saw that happen during the trade deadline. Kyrie Irving goes to Dallas. That didn't work. Kevin Durant goes to Phoenix, plays like, I don't know, a game on the road, maybe two. In his home debut at the Walking Stick Arena or whatever the hell it's called in Phoenix, he twists his ankle dur- during the dunk drill? I don't know. So now he hasn't played in weeks. Here's something that's interesting. You can argue that boy band what's his nuts is their number one. That's in his Phoenix, name. But wait, that's his name. Yeah, they boy call band, what's his, they nuts? his his basketball player stage name is Devin Booker, but his given Christian name is boy band what's yes. his nuts. That's and correct. And the boy band was raw emotion, where he was every single <laughs> singer and member. He was an acapella group. But you, I mean, you could say Devon Bouquet is the number one in Phoenix, but you're, but you're kidding yourself. It's Kevin Durant. Oh, yeah. Kevin Durant Whatever is the number one. Whatever team he's on. Whatever team he's on. Here, he's the number here's one. Here's something interesting. In NBA history, this is what I learned from the great Bill Simmons on Justin Termini's NBA radio show. In NBA history, never has a team traded for their number one star at the trade deadline and won it all. Oh, never. Oh, never. It, it might work the next year, but it don't work that year. Interesting. That is interesting and gives me some delusional hope. <laughs> <laughs> That's, speaking of delusional, speaking of delusional hope. hope, you're listening to the Clipcast. <laughs> uh, now, we're likely going to win out. The final five games of the season, four of which are a back-to-back, just to <laughs> remind you that the NBA hates us. Oh, they hate but us. But the silver lining is tonight, okay? Tonight, like you said, Memphis was on night two of a back-to-back. Well, cut to next week when we play the L word, they will be on night two of a back-to-back. Oh, we've won, fun. We've won ten. Yeah, it's fun. We beat them ten times in a row. We're their kryptonite. Not really worried about that game. However, let's talk back-to-backs, okay? So... 
We've got a back-to-back at Memphis, at New Orleans. Then we've got a ton of rest for Elward on night two of a back-to-back. That is our penultimate home game of the season, our second-to-last regular season home game. Then we've got a home game, I believe, a home game versus Portland night one, and then night two at Phoenix for our final game of the season. Don't say night. Five left. Don't say night. Oh, excuse me. Saturday, 1 p.m. in Portland, Sunday, 12.30 p.m. in Phoenix. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So the the Saturday game is at home. Oh, my God. Back-to-back day games? Back-to-back day games. Or as I like to call them, day lames. (laughs) It's not great. I don't call it that. It's not great, and I don't call it that. But it was, I was just, well, I'll tell you something about day lames. <laughs> you shouldn't have a back-to-back day lame. Ugh. Like, that is really lame. It's really lame. I th- I honestly thought you were going to tell me, and, and I wouldn't put this past the league, that we were going to play a home game 7.30 p.m. at the acrocryptarena.sure.whatever-the-hell it's called. And then a day game, Excuse me. And then a the day game. L.A. Hockey Stadium. And then the next morning have a day game no, in Phoenix. No, they don't hate us quite that much, but it's close. Listen, this this Memphis game is a big statement game because we just beat Memphis, and in in the current two in, a row top, in the Memphis. current top ten, the only mm. team in the last ten games that's hotter than us is Memphis. Mm. They're oh. eight and two in their last ten games. We're seven and three in our last ten games. So to turn around, so and and again, they just played mm. a back to back. So to come, we need to beat them. And to show, we need to show that we can beat a team of that caliber. The next game, back to back. Sorry to say it, versus New Orleans. The good news is we just played without Kawhi Leonard and we won decisively against Memphis. But we're about to play a, the next day. It's not Saturday in Memphis. It's Friday in Memphis. Saturday in New Orleans uh, versus New Orleans. And so then we we need to win that game because we just lost to New Orleans. That's a statement game for us. So these are oh, a yeah. couple of really important games, Friday and Saturday. We're going to have to see how it oh, goes. Absolutely. But they're big. And, and ten, tonight's W was so crucial, Hank, because we went into the night 40 and 36, okay? That was good enough for, I believe, the fifth seed maybe tied or something. If we had lost, if we had lost, we would have been 40 and 37, which would have literally... Ex- the, the, if and had Minnesota won, we would have literally toppled down into the play-in tournament. Oh, had God. Minnesota won ah. and ah. the Clippers lost, but but the Clippers won a must-win game, and now they have a two-point advantage in the W column over the seven seed. They have a one advantage game advantage in the L column. So the the Warriors who are the 6 seed have 37 losses as do the Timberwolves at 37, okay? That's your 6 and your 7. Then there's 8 and 9 seed who I'm honestly not worried about with their 38 losses and their 38 wins. Once again, just playing lowly mediocre 500 basketball. Prove to me you can win Pelicans and L word. On a whole season, you can't. You're you're bums. You're bums. OKC Thunder bums under 500. There's seven winning teams in the West. 
We need that cushion. We got a little cushion. We got a two-game cushion over the play-in in the W column. We got a one-win cushion in the L column. And every game matters for the rest of the season for all these guys, not just our beautiful, beloved Clippers. No. But the Dubs. No, it matters for, for the Wolves. It matters It also for matters for the teams above us. It's so crazy to me that there's only five, six, seven games left. Five for the Clippers, but some more for other teams left in the season. And That's the right. number three team in the West still has not clinched the playoffs. That's right. Like that's that's nuts. In, oh, yeah. I guarantee you, in the East, at least the top three or four have clinched the playoffs. But the Kings sure. have still You're absolutely not, right. The, f- the Kings four. have still not clinched four. the playoffs. The top four have clinched the playoffs. You're absolutely like, that's right. That's nuts. The top four in the East. Yeah. Yeah. That's nuts to me. That's nuts that they're all still playing. Now, of course, that would not be the case if it was eight teams going to the playoffs and no play-in. But the fact that the Kings are five games ahead of the Suns and they still aren't guaranteed is bananas. Bonkers. So, Nuttier than Jimmy Carter's poop. Which is very, was very, very nutty, respectfully. Well, he's a peanut farmer. And he's still with us. I know. Still with us, even though he's in hospice home care. God bless you, former president Jimmy Carter. The West, I have said it all season long, and I said it in our preseason preview, is garbage. And we can take advantage of it. And it's not just wishful thinking. No, I think we're and just, late I night think the drinking. whole conference is good and very competitive. <laughs> I don't think it's garbage. I think you're nuts. I think it's trash. I think it's absolute trash. Only seven winning basketball teams on any given day for the bulk of the season. It was only six. For the majority of the season, it was only six winning teams. So – well, now there's not there's open. nine there's nine teams that are 500 or better right now. Nine. We don't nine. Nine that are 500 or better. Oh, stop. Where? Oh, 500 is not good. It's mediocre. But you said winning. Yeah, and so that's seven. Seven winning teams okay. got to be over 500 to that's be. That's better winning. than the, the East has the East has seven that are over 500. Yeah, but the East has always been a dumpster fire. Oh my gosh, you said that. Oh, you're t- you you know you're wrong, and now you're just arguing in circles for no. No, reason. no, no. To be fair, I was right about the West sucking, and I was wrong that the East was going to be uber competitive and have <laughs> ten teams that were five hundred or above. I was dead wrong about that. Yeah, I mean, the entire, but other than the entire all the other top things, eight are five hundred teams or better. It's not like you have sub five hundred teams that are in the eighth seed. You don't. Well, in the East, there are nine 500 or better teams, which is more than the West, which has nine, nine as well. Okay, all right. Okay, okay. <laughs> you have nine, I've been and I'll take it. I'll take it a step better. So many times, the tenth team in the West is only one game under 500, and the tenth team in the East is two, is four games under 500. Oh, how many 50 win teams in the East? Uh, I'm now I'm there. That's three in the East. Mm-hmm. And then how many in the West? Yeah, but that's, we're talking about, probably, we're talking about winning probably seasons. Three. We're talking about winning probably seasons. Probably two or three. Talking about winning seasons. It's just, it's just one. Talking about winning just seasons. One. Talking about winning seasons. So. <laughs> I'm sorry, but the East is much better than the West this year. It, it just is. It and just people wonder is. why we don't disagree more in the podcast. It's because you will never admit when you're wrong. So what's the point? <laughs> oh my God. First of all, I'm so flipping mature. You're so I mature. I am the most... Mature oh, person that I'm I can't even say ma- the I'm word. Far mature. more mature than you, toot toot. And by the way, where's my? Fr- I'm throwing things in my studio. Where's my <laughs> you know, sound effect? You know it's funny. Where's I my sound effect? I actually made a sound. I actually made oh, a sound good. effect. 
and I had it on the phone and I was playing it on the phone into the microphone. However, I have my cans plugged in, my headphones plugged into the phone. So it wasn't actually, it was just playing in my ear so you thought and not the listener's it? ear. I, I was like, man, he's really not reacting to his sound effect. <laughs> well, I want, all right. So are you, now I can't put it in. Oh. <laughs> you still can put it in the show and I'll listen to uh, it along with the listeners. Nah, I probably shouldn't. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Probably shouldn't. Uh, maybe, well, maybe next, maybe next. Well, cast, one thing I'll that we can agree about, we can agree <laughs> yeah. that these next five games are big games for us. It's big for us to continue working now. Yet another new lineup of players. It's more. It's very important that we keep letting guys like Bones Highland get minutes. We need Robert right. Covington and Nick Batum to get used to playing as starters when they need to play as starters. We got to keep mm. working these guys. We got to show that we can beat Memphis when they're not off a of back to back. We got to show that we can beat New Orleans at all ever in the past three years. <laughs> well, we did one. The Lakers, you're telling me it's game two of a back to back. That's going to be a big win for us. It's always the oh, Lakers. Yeah. We got to beat them. Portland is one and nine in their last 10. I'm not too worried about it. We may be resting guys at that point. But who do we, we, we if we are, if, if in fact, Twin is mm-hmm. off the team. He's done. And we know that Paul George will not be playing in the regular season. He is out for the regular then season. Basically, but he could return round one. Basically, what we saw tonight is what we might see on the game that Kawhi Leonard does not play Portland or Phoenix. So like it it'd be great to win these games out. It'd be great to show we're that we're only we could... gonna get Go ahead. We're only gonna get Kawhi for maximum three. Three, three of games. Five. Three games, especially. And I'm here to tell like, you that there's a very real scenario where Ty Lue rests everybody. Those that final back to back. If just we can play, win out, and just play G League dudes and play Diabate yeah. and Preston and all those guys. Maybe. Xavier Moon, take a moon shot. Start well, it, it, uh, it kind of depends on how we do Friday and Saturday, and then. That L word game, like we we have to go two and one, three and zero. Oh. Isn't we don't have to, but like if we go three and zero oh or two and one, there's a very real chance that we're taking a look at the standings, going, you know, we kind of would prefer six, and we need the guys to be rested. The thing is, Hank, we do have that week off of the play in tournament, so that is that is going to help my man PG recover. And if he can get LeBron's doctor, because LeBron had the the fastest heel of a foot in recorded foot healing history. I don't know if you read this, but LeBron, the doctor said, I've never seen a foot heal that fast of your latest make-believe injury, LeBron. And so if we can get that wonderkin doctor that LeBron has to help Paul George's reverse bending knee, maybe Paul George can be back even sooner, Hank. Well, your lips to God's ears. I hope that's the case. I hope that's the May case. May I just throw shade on the L word real quick? Nah. May I just talk nah. about? <laughs> nah. <laughs> Can I just? You know how I say the NBA like they they hate us. Yes. And they and they and they love the stupid L word. Yeah. Like, and and it just drives me bonkers. Yes. This is going to make your brain explode. Okay. The largest free throw attempt differential this season, okay? This is crazy. The Magic have a 139 different 
difference. Okay, plus 139, the magic. Their free throw differential, okay? They average 139 more free throws than the opposition. The Knicks are plus 145. The Heat are plus 183. The Kings of Sacramento are plus 193, okay? Kings plus 193. Heat plus 183. Knicks plus 145. Magic plus 139. Those are two through five in the top five largest free throw attempt differential. The L word is plus 411 free throw differential. Oh, my Lord. Plus 411 over double the second most. So if you think these refs aren't cheating for LeBron and AD or whoever decides to show up in the purple and cold at the Los Angeles Hockey Stadium, you are wrong. The refs cheat. The league cheats, they hate us, and when we win it all, we'll do it despite the league, despite Adam Silver and despite those cheating refs, those cheating refs who throw out Terrence Mann for shrugging his shoulders as Draymond Green literally took a banana cream pie. He went into the locker room, got a banana cream pie, and he threw a pie in the face of the ref. And the ref said, this is delicious. I thought for sure it was over the line and he would get some sort of punishment when he pulled down his basketball shorts and took a dump on the court. But they didn't mind it. They said, oh, Draymond, you rascal. (laughs) He dumped in the pie and then threw the banana cream and dump pie in the ref. And the ref said, thank you, Draymond. This is delicious. delicious. Super troopers. Well, you know, if you really they they do all this to spite us, and if and if you really want to spite all those refs, you should you should rate our podcast, share it with your oh, friends, absolutely. write a review, and we will we will say your name and read your review on air, and probably say lovely compliments about you. I mean, definitely, absolutely. Not even probably. I just like, oh, no, definitely, a hundred percent, definitely. I just want to uh, give tonight's Hank's player of the game. To Russell Westbrook and his 36 points. You don't get to give the Hanks. It's called the Hanks player of the game. You don't get to give it. Well, it's my Hanks player of the game. And it's Russell Westbrook with his 36 points, 10 assists. Okay, first of all, it's Hanks player of the game, first of all. And second of all, I agree with you. (laughs) I want to also say that Hanks player of the game is Alfonso at Don Fonzie 23 on Twitter who hooked up my son with a Clippers ticket for a winning effort versus Chicago. My son Kieran, aka the Hawk, has only been to 3 games this season and guess what the Clippers record is when Hawk is in the building? Oh, I'm going to say 40 and 0. <laughs> 3 and 0. The Love key it. is perfect. So Hank's player of the game is also Alfonso at Don Fonzi 23. And then when we were at the game, Justin Lerner at Lernstein literally uh, DMs me. He slides into my DMs, which you know I love. You love it. And he says, hey, man, I'm in section 10 such and such, and there are two empties next to me for you and the boy. Get down here, partner. So we slid on down to the lower bowl in the 100s like we were sliding into DMs, and we saw that great Clippers home blowout W versus Patrick Beverly Chicago Bulls. 
you know, it's funny. He's just a kid from Chicago. It was great to see Pat Bev. It was great to see the Clippers win. We haven't seen a lot of Clippers home blowout Ws, but we've seen two out of the last three home games be Clippers home blowout Ws. We got the win tonight in Memphis. Let's keep it cooking. Five games left, Burbank Hank. What are we going in the final five? Uh, we're going to go three. We're going to go three and two, but I hope it's better. I got to be honest. No, it's going to be five and no. It's going to be four and one. And I'm going to be optimistic and say four and one. Look, three and two, four and one. We could. Li- I'm here to tell you, and, and it's not going to happen. We could go one and four nah. and still be an over 500 club and still be top six. You heard it here first. You heard it here worst on Clipcast. Sound the horn, Burbank. Not the toot. Not the toot. Never the toot. Never the toot. Do, 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 do. <laughs>